Hi everyone, I'm recording this on Christmas Eve because I'm not entirely convinced with how much time I'm going to have tomorrow on Christmas Day. But I like to be consistent um, and I try to post podcasts and YouTube videos. Please find me on YouTube and subscribe. I am the Narcissist Hunter. Um, as soon as I come up with the idea, because I either forget the idea or the sort of fresh um, insight kind of gets diluted and disappears. You, can, I, I just hate scripts. I'm just not a scripted person. I'm not a planner in terms of my, my educational content. I don't like writing a big long blog and then two days later sitting and reading the blog as a podcast. I mean, Fake Lola does that and it's just weird to listen to. It's just this sort of weird droning, driveling where you can tell she's desperate trying to not talk like this. And she's going, and then and it's just that makes me feel sick. So um, here we go. So I've had uh, a couple of epiphanies today about how narcissistic mothers will... I don't I think I think covert narcissistic mothers and covert narcissists wade into uncomfortable situations and embarrassing situations because they refuse to listen to you the child who is saying no 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 that's not how we do it and that's not how it's supposed to happen and no 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 listen to me mum right because they well they don't they have like zero respect for us whether we're five or 25 they we we have no opinion we must not have an opinion we we have no common sense we have we're lazy we are all the words you could imagine to say about a child that you dislike or hate and um, we're always wrong we're not allowed to have certain ideas we're not allowed to be right so um when we say to a mother Whatever age we are, when she's split as black, the narcissistic mother, we cannot... The dog keeps liking me. Stop it, Chance. Once we start to push back and say, no, mum, no, 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 you've definitely got to wear this. Oh, we're definitely supposed to go here. Oh, that's the turning there. They will deliberately turn the opposite way. They will deliberately wear the other thing. Because they, they are so hateful of us, they have decided that no matter what we say, it's fucking wrong, right? And they'll end up making dicks of themselves because we are right. So I'm going to give you a at least one example. I did have another one, but I might have forgotten it already. <laughs> but I have one example of an extreme way in which my narcissistic mother, my narcissist mother, who I believe was originally BPD, borderline personality disorder, but became an inverted narcissist through her malignant codependency to my father. And eventually it became embedded as narcissism. So I have done podcasts on how you can actually develop narcissism in in relationships with narcissists, particularly if you have BPD um, or you have attachment issues uh, and you refuse to leave. Um, so I'm going to tell you this story and I'm hoping the other example is going to spring uh, into action but this is a really this is a classic example and I always like to know because my malignant and well sorry my covert narcissist mother podcasts seem to be the most successful I don't know if you guys can um see but if you go into most popular podcasts I think the top six have three or four that are specifically about covert narcissist mothers so for whatever reason this podcast specifically seems to be um, engaging with people like myself who have had a covert narcissist mother and um, I thank you for listening and I welcome you. Um, 
so I'll tell you a story. So when I was about, I must have only have been 13 or 14 because I can remember the friend that I was friends with at the time. Um, I can remember this in colour. So yes, I was about 13, 14. And my mum had this thing and it was, when I think about it, it was so fucking selfish and nasty. My mum had three wardrobes of clothes, okay? Not that she particularly dressed nicely, but she had a massive array of clothes. I have three wardrobes of clothes and I just say, I my sons will often ask to borrow things. Scarves, gloves, hats, because I wear beanies and I wear baseball caps. But I also have more feminine clothes and my son... My eldest son loves the 70s, the 80s and kind of retro things. So I have like sheepskin and I have tasseled things and I have velvet things. Um, and he likes all that kind of stuff. And that's fine. He's straight as a die, but he likes wearing some of my retro clothes. Um, and my middle boy occasionally, in fact, he's stolen a black tracksuit of mine, um, which I bought for myself. And he's now just basically wears it. And that's fine. He's 16. He's also straight as a die. So there's no gender issue here. My children will want to borrow things of mine, whether it be a trilby or a bun, uh, what we call a bunnet, which is a bobble hat or a waistcoat or chunky socks or a shirt. Because sometimes I wear oversized shirts because I quite like the way they look. And that's fine. They're males. I'm female. We're all straight. There's nothing there. And I actually really like the fact that my children come to me and go, Mum, I really, really like that hoodie. Can I please borrow it? I love that. I I love the fact that my children are, um, I see it as a compliment that they want to borrow clothes of mine, right? My mother, yep, nada, no. It was all a big, oh, fuck's sakes. My mum swore a lot. Uh, oh, no, it was all an inconvenience. It all felt I had to beg to borrow this shirt or this waistcoat or this dress. Um, I felt uncomfortable. My mom had a beautiful, I mean, I am mostly plant-based as a diet, but my mom went to Russia with my dad um, in the 70s and came back with a rabbit fur coat and matching hat. Not the done thing now, but in the 70s, it was very done. I totally don't agree with it, but she bought it, she had it, and it was there, right? And I I cherished this thing, and I was desperate to inherit it. Of course not. My mum threw it in the bin. She was that fucking spiteful. Um, and they did uh, ballroom dancing, and my mum, before she had children, because she gave her body up, she was one of those ones who went, they just gave, once she had kids, she just wasn't interested in really looking after her physique. She was one of those. Uh, she had kids, and she blamed us all for the fact that she had like 14 rolls of fat, but really the 14 rolls of fat were gin, biscuits, cake, and wine. Uh, in that order, they, she just wasn't interested in exercise, looking after herself, but she blamed everyone else for the fact that she lost her figure. <coughs> Classic narcissist. Uh, and she had a yellow, a canary, as she called it, a canary yellow ball gown. And again, I would dress up in this in secret. And of course, I was very slim. I still am, always have been, very lucky me. But I also work at it, unlike my narcissist and other narcissists. I put the fucking effort in. Um, and it was all, I had to covertly try things on. I was, I, I'm going to emphasize this. I was her first child, her only daughter. And I was uh, the one that really supported her against my dad, who was always cheating 
um, and could be violent. And I was always the one that would run after my mom and ask her if she wanted something done. I would le- I learned sewing, I learned knitting, I learned about wine, I learned baking, I learned all this stuff from my mom because I was desperate to absorb what I saw as, as knowledge from her because I loved my mom, I adored my mom. I, same with my dad, but it was different. Um, anyway, so the story is that th- this is all connected, by the way. Sorry for boring you for the last eight minutes, but um, it's not boring because it all kind of weaves together. Um, so we were invited to a Christmas party at a friend of a friend's house. I was friends with a girl called Kate Laverty and another girl called Beth Leckie. And we'd been friends on and off through primary school. I was brought up in a very small Hebridean village in another small Hebridean island where everybody knew everybody. Um, and the middle class kids would hang with the middle class kids, working class kids would hang with the middle class kids. And that was what we did. Anyway, so it was Christmas party and me and another uh, girl had been invited to this other girl's mum's friend's Christmas party. Is literally at the top of my road. You know, that's how small the village was. And the party was supposed to start at seven, but you know what it's like. Nobody goes to a party at seven. And the woman that ran the party was Italian, very relaxed, very hippy-dippy, very creative. I'm pretty sure she ran like music classes or art classes, which is probably why she was friends with my friend's dad, uh, uh, Ronnie Leckie, who's an artist, a fabulous artist, just so you know. Um, And I was delighted to be invited. I was 13, 14-year-old girl. I knew there was going to be boys there. There was going to be food. It was going to be classy. My female friends were going to be there. I was so unbelievably excited. It was probably the first grown-up in finger marks party I'd been invited to and probably one of the first folk parties I'd ever been invited to because as the wealthiest family in Tobermory, the prettiest, leggiest girl in Tobermory with the English accent who could still speak Gaelic, I was not exactly popular with other girls. So I was just so thrilled to be invited to a normal situation at a normal, exciting time. Classic narcissist, daughter, classic scapegoat. We don't get invited. We are not participants. We're not encouraged to be participants and we're not enabled and equipped and prepared to be participants because our narcissist mothers don't want us to be. They don't want us to be seen, heard, invited, participating. They don't want us to learn and grow and be sociable. They don't want us to be the pretty girl at a party or the popular girl at a party. They want us to be invisible little fucking frumps because that's what they think they are, the narcissist mother. Anyway, I got invited to this party and I said to my mom, I said, mom, please can I borrow your dress? My mom had a black and white polka dot dress. It was quite old-fashioned, but it looked really nice on me. Um, You would wear, now, in 2022, girls would be wearing it now, right? It was like like a tea dress, but slim-fitting with a scalloped neck and a lovely little frill at the bottom, and, it blew, and polka dots never go out of style, especially navy blue. And it just looked banging on me. My mum would squeeze into it, right? There's the issue, them's the rub. And I said, please, can I wear it? And I probably nagged my mum. I would have been working in the hotel with her. I would have been mincing around after her and annoying her like any typical teenage daughter. And my mum was, got more and more agitated. Instead of just saying, yes, you can wear it, which a normal fucking mother would do, right? A sister would do, a friend would do, a fucking acquaintance would do. Because my mum wasn't going to wear it because I don't think she even, maybe she did fit in it, but she didn't because she wanted to wear something else. Um, 
And so it's sitting there, like, useless. And I was desperate to wear it. This was important to me. And my mum knew it was fucking important, right? But she wasn't going to embrace that or nourish that. So I nagged her and nagged her. And then I, I can't remember, but there was a big explosion and I got the dress. But by the time I got to wear it, by the way, my mum didn't buy me clothes. So for anyone going, why didn't you wear your own clothes? I wasn't allowed to buy my own clothes, okay? I wasn't allowed to choose my own clothes. If I did, it was supervised by my mother uh, or my my dad. Um, and my mum had an uncanny knack for buying quite nice things because she used to spend a lot of nice, a lot of money on herself. And I would be in what used to be called, oh, not, oh, it was a dead cheap shop. Anyway, uh, and I knew what nice things were then. And I just wanted to feel nice. Um, and she eventually gave me the frock, but she was fucking livid, and she'd been drinking all afternoon, as usual. My mum didn't spend one day without alcohol. Not one. Not one. Um, so she's bad temper, she's agitated, she's hot and sweaty from cooking in the kitchen with me, listening to me nagging to just buy a dress that she was never going to wear, and I said, said the party, she says, we're going now then. And I was like, we can't go now, mum, because it's too early. It was like half six. I said, it's too early, mum. We can't go. And she dragged me into her car, a gold mini, dragged me into her car. And she said, we're fucking going now. You want to go? You want to wear the dress? We're going now. And I and I begged her all the way up the road because I knew this was going to be embarrassing. I said, please, please, mum, let's go home, sit for half an hour and come when the party properly starts. Please, please, mum. Would she? No. She dragged me up this path, up this, and then up to this door, rang the doorbell, knocked on the door, no answer. And I'm stood there and I know what's going to play out at this point, right? I know. Woman, the lady that's hosting the party, comes to the door in a towel. She says, oh, I didn't think you'd be this early. I could not have died harder, faster, quicker, more badly. I was so embarrassed. And in this dress, I've got my little kind of 13-year-old girl's makeup on. My mum's fucking furious and drunk, uh, clutching this bottle of fucking wine, like adamant that we're going in this woman's house because I've said so. And she said, Lucy said it starts now. We're supposed to be here now. Lucy wants to be here now. And the woman looked at me and looked at my mum and I could tell the woman knew what was going off here. And she said, listen, she said, let me just finish in the bath and I'll be down. We'll have a glass of wine, wait for the rest of the guests. She was really nice about it. She's called Ramona or Rowena or something like that. Um, and my mum went, my mum then knew that the lady was too nice for my mum because my mum wanted the lady to slag me off and be nasty. But the lady obviously gave off empathy vibes. So my mum went, no, it's fine. I'll take Lucy home. Um, we'll see if she wants to come back later. Right? My mum dragged me down the path. The lady went back up to her bath. And uh, my mum said, you're not getting back in this car. And I said, I'm going to go to Beth's house. I'll wait at Beth's house and she'll come with me to the party. My mum proceeded to drive her car behind me the 25 yards to Beth Leckie's house pushing me with the bonnet, pushing, nudging me with her car. I'm 13, I'm in a dress. Oh, I'm actually, do you know what? I actually get upset, I actually listen to this. I'm mortified. 
I'm humiliated and this is my mum. And this is a special night for me. And she's basically nudging me with her car up the road in front of everyone. Eh, push, eh, push, pressing the horn, angry, red-faced. And it got to a point where she actually nudged me so hard, I fell. So she basically ran me over, right? Now, anyone that wants to tell me my mum was a good person... Or a good mo or a good mother really needs to a fucking punch in the face because that was the sort of thing she would do. Um and I ended up going to Beth Leckie's house and crying and her dad, who was a mad stoner, but like I say, a fantastic artist. Uh comforting me and then we went back to the party but it wasn't the same I remember sitting in the party with big puffy eyes and just feeling so ashamed and useless and worthless and like something huge had happened something hugely wrong had happened um so that's just one example of narcissistic mothers and how they will Ignore a child's needs, create a drama from it, create more drama from it, and then blame the child for them basically it being embarrassing. I could give you, I could probably give you more examples, but I'm quite upset and I think that's enough. Um, and you know what? I hope my fucking scumbag brothers listen to these because those little rats weren't there. They were sat playing Nintendo in their shitbag fucking room with each other, bonded because they were loved and looked after. They didn't see this shit. They didn't experience this shit. So while they're rubbing their foul little old man bodies with my mum's money, it's time they fucking realised that somebody three, four years older than them experienced a different childhood for different fucking reasons. And maybe my reactions and my behaviour and my choices in my adult life were influenced by that. And I'm not saying I don't have any responsibility for some of the shit I've done, but I was a blank slate when I came out of my mum's fucking fanny. A blank slate. And I ended up something different. And it's time people who fucking think they know me, look at that. Look at how I was fucking raised. And how I was abused and neglected. And humiliated by people that were supposed to fucking love me. While my little brothers sat playing fucking Nintendo and did fuck all. <laughs>